I expected to have a husband who would cook and clean and lead us spiritually and always be patient and be kind and also be a great leader. And she got it. <laughs> Get ready for the ride of your life. I'm absolutely 100% convinced that we would absolutely be divorced were it not for the gospel. I think you can say it. They can always cut it. You can cut it. I'm going to say God wants to use you. Your life is a canvas. Jesus is the artist. He wants to create something beautiful. showed raise your hand come on you were talking all right so if you didn't see that it was a marriage video and how many people here are married all right look at how big a crowd we're going to have at the marriage conference (laughs) we were able to get some additional uh material which we weren't sure we were going to get that's why we were limiting it but now we have plenty barb and i will be there if you have a good marriage please come If you have a fair marriage, please come. If you have a bad marriage, oh my goodness, definitely come. These are such a blessing. We have uh, the night, the 26th, and then all day, not all day, most of the day, the 27th. And it's such a blessing. Please, if you haven't signed up, shiloh.cc, and you can come and be with us. It's just a great time. Good marriages are just that much stronger, and especially if you're struggling in your marriage, this is a great way to find the ability to let the Lord come in and make a change in that marriage. If you're engaged, getting married, come. It's, uh, it's a great way to find out some really good tools for when you are married. So please come and be, uh, be with us then. My name's Ed Hires, one of the pastors here at Shiloh, and if you're new, if you're here for the first time, first of all, you're going to really be blessed today. Yeah, this is going to be a wonderful service. You're just going to be blessed you're here. We welcome all of you out there uh, as well. And if you're new, whether you're uh, listening in or whether you're here, we would love to connect with you. We don't want it to be just a quick in and out. So there's a sign in the back that says first time in Connect Center. If you'd go back there following service, we would just love to get to meet you, shake your hand, and, uh, and welcome you. That's it. If you're uh, not here, you're out in, uh, in television land, as they say, if you're old enough, uh, we would love to have you uh, also go to our website, childcommunity.church, and you will find uh, there are a tile that says, I'm new. Love to have you do that. In fact, if you're here, we'd love to have you do that as well. So, Ignite. This is a a wonderful youth ministry, and they are going on a mission trip to Guatemala in February, and they're doing a spaghetti dinner next Sunday downstairs, 11 to 12. Love to have you come. And of course, they'll be taking an offering and telling you a little bit about it as they mingle around. Won't be a presentation. But if you're not able to go and you'd still like to give, you can go to our, again, our website, childcommunity.church. Under the give tile, you'll see a drop-down menu, and that will be on there the Ignite Guatemala trip. We'd love to have you come. Great spaghetti, great time of, uh, with them. You're going to get to meet a, a wonderful young man and a wonderful team. His name is Jeremy Tunney. He is the head of YWAM Boston, Doug Tunney's uh, son, for those of you that might know his dad, who's down in Philadelphia now. And they have this awesome ministry. And the individuals you see up here, they're, they're going to be going to El Salvador, then they're going somewhere. Doug, where are you going for 17 days? Somewhere. And these, these young adults 
dedicate a very sizable amount of their, their time uh, for like three months full-time to just spread the gospel. Almost 40% of them, there's about 15 to 20 each DTS class, stay in full-time ministry, which is just phenomenal. So you're going to really be blessed today. If you want to give an offering to them, you can, as you leave today, there'll be a basket there. Uh, you can also write a check out if you want to to Shiloh Community Church and just put YWAM Boston in the note section, and we will make sure that they get uh, your check. So we'd like to now pray for our offering and then turn it over to, to, to Jeremy. Sorry. Uh, Father, we thank you that uh, Jeremy and his team are here today uh, with us. And we just know this is going to be a blessed time. And Father, we pray that you would be generous to them in the offerings we give. And Lord, for our offering, we thank you for the faithfulness of those that call Shiloh home. Lord, we know that in these times, especially in winter times, such needs in our city, in our area, and, and the giving allows us to be generous. So Father, thank you for the offering today, as those at home um, can do so. Uh, by going to our give tile, those here can do the same or, or give an offering in the baskets as they leave. Lord, we just thank you for the faithfulness of our people. And we pray for today, Lord, that this would be not only a great time of, of hearing the gospel, but a great time of response. We ask this, Lord, in, uh, in Jesus, your holy name. Amen. 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 How's everybody doing this morning? You guys all alive? Amen. Amen. So excited to be with you guys this morning. Um, just really quickly, because we want to get right into the show. We don't have a ton of time, but we're obviously from YWAM Boston, and I grew up about five minutes from here in Goffstown, so not too far. And um, amen. Go Goffstown. Um, and so this is our 16th tour with this show. Uh, we've been touring all around the country and all around the world at some points, and our passion for encounters that people that have never heard the gospel or been Christians their whole life will leave here with a deep encounter of the gospel, an excitement to share the word of the Lord with people, and also a fresh encounter with Jesus. Who wants a fresh encounter this morning? Amen? That's why we're here. Amen? So we're going to kind of explain the 30-second version of the show. And again, the best seat you guys can possibly get is the closer you can get to the middle so, uh, so you can see the screens and everything. But if you can do that, it would be awesome. So Encounters about the story of God from the beginning of time all the way to the resurrection in about 45 minutes. And so we're going to go pretty quickly throughout the Bible. So on this white sheet over here, you're going to see three different shadows representing the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're going to do some movements representing the unity of the Trinity that before the world or creation even happened that God always was. Amen? And so we're going to go through creation, through the fall of man, through when the first time that sin entered into the world, messed up God's original plan, and we were in a place of hopelessness, of where the world is crying out, saying, where is God in the midst of all this wildness and evil that we see in the world? And you might be asking yourself that question right now, where is God in the midst of all the things we see in this world? And you'll see that from the beginning of time all the way till this morning, God has had a plan of redemption of mankind through his son Jesus, and that's our greatest hope in the whole world, amen? And so after um, the production is over, uh, we're going to have time of ministry with you guys and a few songs before we end this morning. But I promise you, our, our prayers that every person leaves here excited about what God is doing in them and through them. So we're going to pray and get right into it. So if we could just bow our heads. Jesus, we thank you so much 
for this morning. We know it's not an accident that every person is here this morning. I pray the ones that feel like, man, I just barely got here, Lord, that you would encounter their hearts, Lord. Lord, you would set us on fire in these days, Lord. You would break apathy off us and give us a fresh fire to know you, to love you, to serve you, God, and to proclaim the gospel in this day. We love you, Lord. We pray for fresh expectation in our hearts this morning for you to move in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, here we go with Encounter. Hope you guys enjoy. In the beginning was the only uncreated one, the one whose very essence is the most pure, the most deep expression of love, containing such perfect unity that he is one, yet exuding such diversity, such expansiveness that he is three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The very mention of his name calls attention to intimate depths of relationship. In the beginning was God. and no matter. But then he spoke the word and it was. In an instant, substance. In a moment, nothing became something. God created the heavens and earth, all that our eyes behold and all that is yet to be discovered. But when God began this work of forming creation from nothing, the earth was barren with no form of life. A shapeless, chaotic mass under a roaring ocean, covered with darkness. And the Spirit of God, like a wind, hovered and moved over the face of the great deep. He spoke. Light, be born. And light appeared. God was pleased with the light and divided it from darkness. Let's call the light day and the dark night. Evening came and then morning, the first day. God spoke again. Now, let there be a great dome. We'll call it sky. You'll separate the waters. Now, take your place in the middle of the waters, with some above and some below. And just as God commanded, the sky was formed and he was pleased. Evening. 
evening came and then morning the second day. Then God spoke again. Water beneath the sky, gather into one place. Ground, appear. Let's call the dry ground land and the pool of water ocean. This is good, but we're just getting started. Earth, burst forth with every sort of plant life. Flowers, fruit trees, and grain. A million varieties, each bearing seeds to produce more of their own kind. And the earth went wild, abundantly sprouting vegetation. Grass, trees, bushes, plants, and flowers. Seeds and fruit appeared in each and every one. God was pleased with this too, and he affirmed and sustained it. Evening came, and then morning, the third day. Then God spoke again. Now, light bears appear in the sky, and you will separate day from night, and you will mark days, seasons, and years. You will be signs of our care, providing light to the earth. Let's call the brighter light sun, and it will rule over the day. We'll call the smaller light moon, and it will watch over the night. Kind of each. Let's have fun with shapes, sizes, colors, and textures. I bless you all. Be fruitful and multiply. Yes, this, this too is good. This is how God created the great sea creatures and every variety of fish and bird. He looked at them with pleasure and affirmed and sustained them. Evening came and then morning, the fifth day. God spoke again. Earth. Generate life, just as sea and sky bring forth living creatures. Every sort and kind. Kettle, reptile, and wild animals. This, This is good. And so it was. God spoke every one of them into creation. He looked at what he had done. He was pleased, and he affirmed and sustained it. Now, let us make mankind in our image. Make them reflecting our likeness in nature. Let them have complete authority over all life. On the earth, in the skies, and in the seas. Yes, even earth itself. God made mankind like their maker. In his own image he created them. They reflected his spiritual personality and moral likeness. He created them male and female. God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his lungs the breath of life. The man came alive, a living soul. God planted a garden in Eden and he put the man he had just made in it. He made all kinds of trees grow from the ground, trees beautiful to look at and good to eat. Two other trees were in the middle of the garden. 
one of these gave life, the other gave the wisdom to know the difference between right and wrong. God placed the man in the garden to take care of it and keep it in order. You may freely eat the fruit from every tree in this garden, except for the one that has the power to let you know the difference between right and wrong. If you take any fruit from that tree, you are sure to die. It's not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper, a companion and counterpart who completes him. God had formed from the dirt of the ground all the animals of the field and all the birds of the air. So he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. Whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man named the cattle, named the birds of the air, named the wild animals, but no helper was found as a suitable compliment. So God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. As Adam slept, God removed one of his ribs and replaced it with flesh. He then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman, and he presented her to the man. from my flesh, I shall call woman, because she is made from me, a man. Prosper, multiply, fill the earth with people, and bring it under your control. Be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. I have provided for you every seed-bearing plant and all of the fruit trees as your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all animals all birds, and everything that moves and breathes and has life. Because God made woman out of man, a man leaves his father and mother and embraces his wife. The two are united and become like one person. The man and his wife's souls were laid bare to one another and to God, yet they felt no shame. God looked over everything he had made and he validated it completely. It was so very good. Evening came and then morning, the sixth day. By the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. Heaven and earth were complete, down to the last detail. God blessed the seventh day. Let's make this day of the week special. A day off. A battery recharge day. A rest day. He made it a holy day because on that day he rested from his work, from all the creating he had done. This is the story of how it all began, of heaven and earth when they were created. It's just about uh, 
this tree, the tree in the middle of the garden. God said, don't take the fruit from that one. Don't even touch it or you'll die. <laughs> he told you what? Now that's funny. You won't die. It's just that he knows that the moment you take from this tree, you'll see. You'll know what's really going on. You'll be just like him, knowing everything. Everything that's good and everything that's evil. Everything? Wow. Really? Well, now they say it that way, it is really beautiful. You know, I always kind of wondered why God said that. I mean, how could it really be that bad for me? How did I not realize this before now? He, he isn't trying to protect me. It's like what you said. He's just trying to keep me from being like him. Well, let's be logical here. Why would he do that? He has given me everything else. Maybe I shouldn't. Oh, but it's so unique. Nothing else in the garden is like it. Really, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, you already said I wouldn't die. And God wouldn't have to find out. I think it'll be okay. That's it. This is my favorite tree of all the trees. It really is nothing like anything you've ever experienced. they'd never encountered. 
They were seeing one another for who they really were, which was nothing new, but now they felt ashamed to be so deeply known by another person. One afraid of what the other might think or say, they recognized a new ability to judge for themselves between right and wrong. But it wasn't nearly as glamorous as they thought it would be. Their newfound knowledge didn't complete them the way they had imagined it would. Rather, quite the contrary, they felt empty, alone. They realized that their souls were exposed to one another, so they tried to hide. Later in the day, a cool breeze began to blow, and Adam and Eve noticed that God was walking through the garden. They were terrified because of what they had done, so they hid from him. Adam, where are you? Uh, I've, I've come to realize that my, 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 my soul is exposed. I heard you coming and I was afraid, so I hid. Who told you that your soul is exposed? Did you take fruit from the tree that I told you not to take from? Well, um, uh, here's what happened. You know that woman that you gave me? Yeah, it was her. She took it, and then she gave it to me. I wouldn't have taken it if she didn't take it first. Adam, did you take the fruit? Well, um, uh, yeah, I did. But she told me to. Eve, what have you done? Um, well, um, uh, it was the serpent. It, it tricked me. It, it said I wouldn't die. And, and the fruit just looks so good. I, I never would have taken from the tree if the serpent had made me think it'd be okay. But Eve, I told you it wouldn't be okay. Why didn't you listen? Why didn't you just trust me? Serpent! Because of this horrible thing you've done, you're cursed. Cursed beyond all cattle and wild animal. Cursed to slink on your belly and eat dirt all of your life. This means war between you and the woman, between her offspring and yours. You may wound his heel, but he'll crush your head. Eve, because you listened to the serpent and then brought your husband down with you, your pains in childbirth will be multiplied. You may want to please your husband, but he will rule over you. And Adam, because you listened to your wife and took from the only tree that I told you not to take from, the very ground is cursed! It will be as painful for you to gather food from the ground as it is for your wife to give birth. You will work in pain your whole life long, planting, tilling, and harvesting, sweating in the fields from dawn to dusk, until you return to that ground yourself, dead and buried. I made you from dirt to begin with, so right back to dirt you will return. Adam and Eve have now become like one of us. They rose up and said they knew better how to run their lives. Instead of just trusting that what we said was true, they demanded an answer. But it doesn't fit not what we created them for. What if they now should reach out and take fruit from the tree of life and live forever in this fallen state? Never. 
This cannot happen. So God expelled them from the Garden of Eden and sent them to work the ground, the same dirt out of which they'd been made. He threw them out of the garden and stationed angel cherubim in a revolving sword of fire east of it, guarding the path to the tree of life. Adam and Eve had some children, and for the following generations, more and more people were born, so many that they spread over the entire earth. But as their numbers increased, so did their evil. God saw that human evil was out of control. People thought evil, imagined evil, 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 evil from morning to night. God was sorry that he had made the human race in the first place. It broke his heart. Because I want to know you. Because of life. Not this junk, this rubbish, this strife. Where are you? Answer, Answer me. me. What? Do I not seek you hard enough? See how I yell? I scream! I beat my chest as I cry out your name. Yet have no rest. And it's your fault. You won't talk. You won't come. That's, That's it. it. It's over. I'm done. You and your lies. You were never true. How long are you worth seeking? My love burns for you. Fall. I fall. How can you ignore me? I've given all my share. I've emptied myself. And you don't even care. Weep. thinking that have been unfaithful to you but that's because you don't get it you don't have a clue but, but, but no no I, I won't, won't stop I must keep on chasing it's just who I am I still want you my heart's already racing I love you you so much. I am your God. You are my child, though you reject all my touch.
instructions. How long will you despise me? How long will you refuse to trust me? In spite of all the miracles I performed right in front of you. How long is this going to go on? All this grumbling against me by this evil infested community. I've had my fill of complaints from these people. Turn my honor into shame. How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Oh, my people, wash the evil from your hearts and be saved. How long will you make a home in your mind for these devious thoughts? How long will the land lie in ruins? Because of those who live in it are wicked. God, how long we stand there and do nothing? Rescue us from these destructions. Once you were married to me, but you were unfaithful. I've seen your shameless spiritual prostitution, your goddess affairs, your god adulteries. You're obsessed with gods, gods and more gods, gods in the hills, gods in the fields. Every time I look, you're off with another god. Break my heart. Is there any hope for you? How long will you continue to live in this disgusting manner? How long will you wander, my unfaithful child? Throw out your idols. My anger burns against you. How much longer will you be incapable of purity? God, how long? Will you hold this grudge forever? Come back, God. How long do we have to wait? Treat us with kindness for a change. Separate! How long? Why do you pray before you listen? How long do you come to the rescue? frustrating scene. No one is happy. Mankind who God created and loves, they want to obey. At least sometimes they do, but they just can't seem to get the hang of it. No matter how hard they try, no matter how many sacrifices they make, this disobedience is ingrained in them. They are born with an unquenchable thirst to ignore God's ways, to do their own thing, all because of the disobedience of their first parents, Adam and Eve. And God, He wants to rescue them. His heart is breaking for them, but they are so easily distracted. Something's got to give. These are desperate and miserable days. Look at them. 
Is this it? The crown of your creation? Your best? They're pathetic. They don't love you. You created them for relationship, but they don't want you. You gave them boundaries, but they want it all. And I showed them how to get it. So now they're mine. They didn't choose you. Instead, they chose all the worldly pleasures I offered them. Look at them. All lust, selfishness, addiction, arrogance. I gave them all of it. And in exchange, (laughs) they gave me power over them. They fell for all my lives. (laughs) Why do you care anyway? You're up there in heaven living the easy life. You have all you need. Why waste your time with these people? They spit in your face every day, yet you still extend love to them? Why can't you just accept that you're neither wanted nor needed? And after all you've done for them, they still reject you. They may call out to you and beg you to rescue them. But as soon as you extend your hand to them, they push away. There is not one who loves or wants you. They deserve all they get. There is nothing you can do for them.
He is still drawing hearts to Jesus, still healing brokenness, and still working miracles. And for those who believe, he is the seal with which we are stamped, given to us as the first installment of what's coming. He is our hope, promise of a future inheritance until we have all of redemption's promises and experience complete freedom. The Holy Spirit and all who believe share in saying to Jesus, Come. Let everyone who hears join them in saying, Let everyone gripped with spiritual thirst say, And let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. Jesus responds, Yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus this morning, guys. Come on. Come on. And let's give it up for Jaden. Didn't she do an amazing job? Good job, Jaden. One of your own. I just have about three minutes to share with you guys. We want to do some worship before we end this morning. You guys excited to worship this morning? Amen. We're so excited to worship with you guys. Two thoughts I had this morning. The enemy is doing everything he can in these days to keep our eyes off of Jesus. Amen. And every day there's more distraction. There's more things at our fingertips. There's more things to put our goals and our, our um, affection toward. And I think John Calvin said our, our hearts are factories of idols. Every day there's another thing. Waiting to steal our attention and our gaze away from Jesus to think that's the most important thing in life. And, but when we see him in all his glory, when, when we get to see Jesus in real time, we're never going to regret giving our lives to him. We're never going to regret giving every decision, every moment to him. And I think about John chapter 6. It's an amazing chapter that starts off, Jesus is feeding the 5,000, one of his best moments of all time. If you've been to Israel, you can go to this place where this happened. And um, then in the middle of that chapter, he has some very difficult things he says to people. He says, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. People are like, I love the fish and the loaves. This is crazy. I don't want to do this. You're, you're insane. He said many people deserted Jesus in that moment because they saw, man, this is too difficult. Can't do this. One of the most amazing uh, verses in the Bible, I think. After this, he, he goes to the the 12 and he says to Peter says you don't you do not want to leave me too do you Simon Peter answered him Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life we have come to believe and know that you are the holy one of God in the midst of the hardest time the hardest teaching he said look we have nowhere else to go we know who you are you've been revealed to us and if, it, if we come down to our last breath, it's all yours, Jesus. It's all yours. And in our lives, there's going to be many times where there's going to be a moment where the enemy is trying to say, listen, he's not that good. He's not that loving. He's not that, he doesn't have that grace for you. The enemy is going to say, look, your life is all about your riches and the next thing you can get to the next plateau of life. 
And then you say, look, when I see Jesus, everything else pales in comparison to him. He is your portion. Nothing will fulfill you like Jesus. And I promise you, when you see him for who he really is, it says, I love this quote, it says, when we see the worth of Jesus, we will no longer measure out what we will sacrifice for him. When we see his worth, when we see him for who he really is, we'll throw off every, not just sins, but every weight and run after him. Everyone here is on a race. We're in a marathon. Everyone say, I'm, I'm, I'm on a marathon. We're, we're on a race right now. God has put us on a race to recognize what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to make us apathetic. He's trying to make us pessimistic about everything. Don't lose your hope. Fill that fire in you again because we were made for such a time as this. To look at him and say, Jesus, you're the great evangelist. You're the great revivalist. You're, you're going ahead of us right now. But it takes a decision that we need to make. Come what may. Lord, our, our lives are yours. You, are, you have the words of eternal life. We know who you are. Because without that, our, constantly, our gaze and our affection is constantly going to be back and forth. We need to make a decision to, to be marked. To say, in this day, when there's so much distraction in our lives, we'll fix our eyes on the author and perfecter of our faith. We're fixing our eyes on him. Let's just bow our heads this morning. We want to give an opportunity before we hop into worship here. For anyone who feels like, man, I I see the gospel portrayed this morning and that gift is available to me today. That if I confess and believe that I will be saved to come into the saving grace of Jesus, that this is the beginning of my life in him. If you've walked away, if you've been in a place of lukewarmness in your life, He's fully available to you right now. Paul says, run to the mercy seat. Run to the throne of God. It's available to us today. Fully. So on the count of three, if that's you, and you want to say yes to him this morning, if you want to run home to the Father this morning, to his open arms, to say, Jesus, you are the one that has the words of life. You, We've come to know that you are my only portion. You're my only saving grace. You're my only eternity, Jesus. It's all in you, Lord. To walk away from everything that would keep me away from you and run to you this morning because you've done it 2,000 years ago. You took the wrath of God for all of our sins upon you, Jesus, so that through you we could have eternal life and not just eternity, but the power of sin would be broken over us right now. That we can live a life of freedom, of purpose, to change the world for you. So on the count of three, if that's you, my deepest prayer is that when everyone in this room stands before the Lord, he will know you. In the end of our lives, all our trophies, all the things we can attain, do not compare to God saying, well done, good and faithful servant. That's our greatest prayer this morning is that you would know him. It's available to us right now. So on the count of three, if you want to do that with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to raise your hand. We're going to pray together before we head into worship. One, two, three. If that's you, just raise your hand this morning. Amen. It's the best thing we ever can do. Amen, guys. It's the greatest. Nothing can compare to it. We're going to pray together as a body of Christ this morning, welcoming these ones into the family of God. 
welcome them, some of them back into the fold of the family of God to have a celebration for them. Let's just pray out loud right now a simple prayer to the Lord. Can we just say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life and change me. I want to live for you for the rest of my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for loving me. And thank you for saving me. I believe that you died and rose again. And Jesus, I believe that you are God. My life is yours. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me first. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give a shout to Jesus this morning. Come on. Yes. So encouraged, but that our identity is not in who we were, but who he is, what he has done on the cross. That he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. That is our identity in Jesus now. It is the beginning. I would challenge you to, we're going to start moving these screens around right now. So there's going to be some chaos going back here. But I want to encourage everyone this morning. We're going to have a few of the, the YWAMers come up front. Oh, hey guys. Come up front and during the worship time, if you want an encounter with the Lord, if you want to, someone to pray over you, if you need a healing in your lives, I want you to come up and get prayed for. If you walk through a, a difficult season, you just need a touch from the Lord. We don't have time to go out and, and uh, pray for everybody here, but even after the service, if you want prayed for, I would just challenge you to do that. Be bold and come up. But I, I want I want us just to be, if you guys could stand with us right now, we're going to worship the Lord here. We just have about seven minutes. And I just believe this is, this could be a catalyst moment, even this, for this community this morning. We're going to throw a QR code up there. If you um, made a commitment to the Lord or recommitted your life, and, and, and the last thing we want to challenge you to is there's 3 billion people unreached in the world. There's a missions movement God is sending out of America right now. You guys know that? And if you feel like, man, that's, I want to do my, I want to do something about it. I want to get into, get into the army of the Lord some way, somehow, short term, long term, a weekend trip. I want to go get trained. We want to do everything in our power to help you do that. So I'm just going to pray over us, and we're going to head into worship here. And we're going to have these guys just on the side here, if you'd like to be prayed for. Please come up during the worship and get prayed for. Let's just hold out our hands this morning. Jesus, we pray for a fresh encounter of the Spirit this morning. We need the power of God in our lives like never before. We need to be walking in the power of the Lord to see you move in our lives, Lord to break addictions, to break strongholds in our families, God. Lord, many people have children or even parents that have walked away from the Lord. We pray for the Spirit of God to touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, break every chain of addiction, Lord, of drug addiction, of sexual addiction, Lord. Would you break it off and bring the freedom that only you can bring, Jesus? We ask you, Lord, for an expectation for you to meet us this morning, even in this short time, that you would move on our hearts, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're going to do. Amen. Let's just worship together. Come on.
pray as we go out of here, Lord, that we know that we are on a mission right now, God. Would you use us to bring people closer to you, Lord, this week, Lord. Lord, we pray for a breakthrough revival in our own lives and in our families. Lord, let that be the microcosm of what you want to do in this city, in this region, God. We thank you for all that you've done this morning. And I pray for a fresh fire in our hearts in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give a shout to Jesus.